So this morning, I want to talk to you about the power of prayer and how prayer can be powerful to transform your life Absolutely. and transform a nation. Man, there's so many things going on in our nation right now. There's so many questions that I have in my heart. Like, what is the Holy Spirit doing mm -hmm. in our lives, yep. in our church, That's right. in your life, in your life? What is he doing to, what is he telling us right now to our world? Yeah. Do, do we need to be praying more and asking and seeking God and seeking the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and seeing what the Lord is doing? Yeah. My so mic's not working. Should be attentive to the Holy Spirit, what he's telling us to do. Yeah, yeah, so, ab absolutely. And as uh, you know, as part of that, as we think a lot, what is God really doing in this season? And what He's doing is He's He's calling us, drawing us to Him. He's given us this opportunity to really reflect on where we've been, what's happened. But now is the time for surrendering. Now is the time to say, you know what? It hasn't been right. I gotta get right. I gotta grow closer yes. to Him. Enough of saying I'm yes. gonna start praying. Amen. Enough of saying I'm gonna start reading my Amen. Word. Amen. Now is the time. Yes. God is wanting to get our attention and bring us to a place yes. of reflection and worship and dedication amen to amen there is a revival coming in are you wanting to participate in the revival as an active participant or as an observer that's a a great question that we need to ask ourselves and so we want to be part of that revival that's coming and we know that the lord is doing great things with the church and so i think today is an indicator of what's coming ahead I mean, we're living in one of the most explosive moments yes. in America's history. Yes. And it's not getting any better. I mean, any easier. And it's intensifying. And I think it's like labor pains. I mean, it's slowly going up and up and up Man. and up. And it's just, God is going to do something That's it. big. That's it. God is wanting to yes. move right now. Yes. We're in a crucial moment in history that God is doing something big with the church. And so we need to be ready. We need to be ready to see what the Lord is going to do. And I want you to be ready. I want your hearts to be ready. I want your spirit to be wanting this, wanting this awakening, wanting this revival, That's right. wanting this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so we know that God is, is going to do something. That's right. Yes. We're and we know that. that evil is increasing. But hey, the church is going to be growing in boldness. The Come church on. is going to be growing in authority. And the church is going to be Come growing on. in courage. Come and on. so I want to be part of that. That's right. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of what God is doing with us. That's right. And Come so, on. yes, we're in a season of change. Amen. That's right. We, we know are. that God is transforming our hearts, our lives, and preparing us and lounging us to what's ahead and to what's coming. He's wanting to do something in each and every one of us, and it's an exciting season. You are going to enjoy the rest of this message. I'm going to step away here in just a moment and let him take over here. But just tune in. Do not flip the, the, the channel. Do not uh, check you know, your Facebook status. Leave that alone. Right now, it is about to get good. And so um, here's Pastor Rico. I'm going to let him take over and do the rest of this. You have a wonderful time. You guys have a wonderful time, amen. and we'll, we'll see you soon. Amen, amen. One of the verses that's been on my heart for a while is like, we need to seek the Lord while he may be found and we need to call upon him while he may be near hey who knows there might be times that we might not get that opportunity there might be times that we we might not have that chance and so I want to um, mention that verse in a couple other places later on but we need to have that verse in our hearts as I speak to you about prayer and and corporate prayer and how prayer can change the course of your life and the course of a nation and so 
I declare right now that we will not grow in fear. We will not grow in despair as a church. And we know that we're going to get closer to God. We're going to be stronger together. And we're going to be mighty as a church. Amen? Do you believe that with me? Amen, amen. So before I keep going, I want to pray. I want to pray this morning for God to just open up our eyes and our hearts and our minds to receive the word this morning. Join me in prayer. Just create right there in your living room an altar of prayer to seek God and to let him open your eyes and your heart to what he's doing right now. Father God, we just come before you, Lord Jesus. We lift up your name on high, Lord. Father God, we give you the honor and the glory this morning. And we know that you are a loving Father. And we know that you are taking care of us as a church, as a body. And so, Father God, we exalt you. We lift you up this morning, Lord. And, Father God, I pray that you open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts to what you have to say to us this morning. Anoint my lips, Father God, so I can tell you, uh, I can tell what you want me to say. Father God, use me as an instrument for your honor and your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So this morning, I want to ask you a question. I want you to evaluate your life. And I want to ask you, in what mode are you living right now? Are you in a reaction mode? A reaction mode is when you feel out of control and you get a sense of chaos in your life. And you're just going... Uh, reacting to everything that's happening in your life and around your life, and you're just going with the flow and, and unstable in, in, in your faith and what's going on. And, and so are you in a reaction mode? Or are you in a free-falling mode where maybe you're giving up? You're giving up on your faith. You're giving up on, on, on relationships. You're giving up on, on your family. You're, you're maybe taking up habits or addictions or just to cope with what's going on and to, to deal with the anxiety, the depression, and, and you're just going on a downward, downward spiral. What mode are you in this morning? Or are you in a building up a boldness and a courage to fight in the spirit mode? Amen? That's where I want the church to be at. I want the church to grow stronger in faith like never before. I want us to be preparing ourselves, studying the Word, praying, and seeking God for counsel, for direction, for wisdom, for revelation, and for what He's doing right now in, in the world. We need to learn to use the weapon of mass destruction that we have at our disposal, which is the Word of God coupled with prayer. I believe that that's one of the most powerful things that we have. The Word of God coupled with prayer. It's a powerful weapon that we have. And I, I pray and I encourage you to start using it, to start putting it to practice in your life, in your family, in the church, and for our nation. And so that's what I want the church to be at right now, seeking the Lord and praying for prayer warriors to rise up, for soldiers to rise up and take up their stand and fight like never before and to fight this battle in the spirit. But we need supernatural strength. We need power. We need wisdom, revelation for what God is doing and for what God wants to do in your life, in our lives. Because, hey, let's be honest, we are coming to difficult times in our nation, in our world. 
I mean, our world maybe will not be the same. Our nation will not be the same. And so we need to seek God and seek wisdom, direction, and to remain standing, standing firm in the faith, standing firm in the foundation, standing firm in what God wants to do. And we do have somebody on our side that will help us. We have the Almighty God who's on our side protecting us and guiding us. Look at what Isaiah 43 says. When you pass, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not see you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So this is telling us when we pass through the fire, when we pass through the river, when we pass through the waters, we're, God is going to be with us. And so it's not saying that if we pass, it's saying when we pass, meaning that we are going to pass. But knowing that we have God, the Almighty, on our side, should change things around for us, should give us hope and a future that we know that He's on our side and, and being with us, helping us and encouraging us and pushing us forward. So don't be dismayed. Don't be despair. Don't fear. Know that the Lord is with you on your side. If there ever is a need for intercession for America and for our nation and for our world, it's now. We need to be standing strong, praying together as a group, as a body, uh, as a church, like never before. And I believe that, that we're struggling to grasp this uh, potential that we have in prayer as a church. And you know what? Because we should be praying as a group, as a church, more like never before. That church should be full of people when we come together to pray like never before, but we take it for granted sometimes because we're probably too, too at ease. We're probably too comfortable. And so I encourage you, like that word uh, I said earlier, we need to seek the Lord while he may be found. And we need to call upon him uh, like never before. I've said it many times that prayer is a powerful tool and that we need to use it nowadays. We need to come together and seek him and cry upon him. Cry for him and ask him for mercy and grace upon our lives. So let me give you an example. Um, in the last few weeks, I was dealing with something at work, and I was kind of like bothered, and, and, and I was trying to do it on my own. I was praying, and I was seeking God for counsel, for direction, um, and I wasn't seeing a change. I wasn't seeing uh, an answer. And but guess what? When I came last Tuesday and there was 15 people praying here, there was 15 warriors praying, I, I brought it to their attention and we prayed together. We sought the Lord and we, we prayed and we, we prayed for my, my situation. And guess what? When I went back on, on Wednesday and I spoke um, to that person, it was a completely different uh, mode. It changed. It had totally changed. There was a change that took place in the spirit. And so I was ready to go and, and, and I had my speech prepared in case prayer didn't work. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I had things ready to say to that person. But hey, I didn't have to do that. There was a change that took place in his heart. And so that, that, was, that was powerful. And I'm still in awe of just how when we come together and pray and seek God as a group, because there is power when we come together as a group and seek the Lord. Um, and because his word says it, 
And so it, things happen. Things change. And so do not give up on prayer. Find somebody to pray with you. Find two or three people. Find a group of people that are dealing with uh, uh, God and struggling uh, in the spirit to, to seek God like never before and, and get together with those people and pray like never before. We need to grab a hold of the position that we have in Christ Jesus, the authority that he has granted us to pray and to seek him and to seek counsel before the Lord. And so we need to use that spiritual authority that, that we have. We need to become passionate and radical in our prayer life. Hey, the harvest is plentiful. There's so many people that need to hear the message. But guess what? Satan knows that. And he, his time is short. And he's going to try everything that he can at his disposal to stop you from praying, to stop you from uh, reaching out to the lost. And so he knows the prayer is powerful. He knows and he's afraid of prayer. So that's what he's, he's going to try everything in his, his power to remove that, the, the joy and the peace and that time to pray. How many of you struggle with time? I think we all do. And, and so I, I believe that the enemy is very astute. The enemy knows your, 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 your weaknesses. And he's going to give you more so you don't have time to pray. He's going to give you more challenges. He's going to give you more um, things to worry about so you don't pray. And so he's trying very hard. And he knows the strength and the potential for prayer. And so he wants it hidden that from the church. He wants that to not be part of us, who we are as a church, as a body, because he knows that there is power in the name of Jesus. He trembles when he hears a group of people praying on their knees, seeking the name of Jesus. Amen? Can you, can you put amen there on the chat? Let me know that you're listening this morning. We know that prayer is powerful enough to change the course of your life and the course of a nation. And we're going to see that in Scripture in a moment. Um, but guess what? Um, you can accomplish or fail to accomplish God's plan on your life and on a nation by your willingness to pray. Peter C. Uh, Wagner said, we need to pray prayers powerful enough to move God's hand to determine the destiny of a whole nation. Wow, that's powerful. The God has given us that in us to move God's hand, to move his heart for a nation. And so he's powerful enough to win any battle. He's powerful enough to do anything, but he chooses to release his power through the church and through us. And so our nation and our decisions will depend if we win that battle or not. And so, but like I said before, prayer is the weakest link in the church. Not just in a church, but in the church. And so I encourage you, before we get to that point where we might not be able to seek God because of persecution, we need to seek him now for his favor. We need to seek him now for his mercy and for his grace. The Lord has provided us weapons and, uh, for us to, to be able to use. Second Corinthians 10.3 says, For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, 
They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought that makes it obedient to Christ. If we can grab a hold of the power of this verse, our lives will be different. If we can grab a hold of the power that we have in Christ with the tools that he has given us to demolish arguments, things that are in our minds, in our relationships, we will live victorious lives. We will be able to walk in victory by taking captive the thoughts that come into our lives, in our minds. And we will be able to know who we are in Christ by just utilizing some of these verses that, that I'm giving you this, this morning. Uh, but uh, the important thing is realizing the power that we have when we come together in prayer as a group, as a body, corporately. Because there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference when you pray on your own versus praying corporately. I'm going to uh, uh, dive later into that. And, but let me ask you a question. How many, how many of you guys need a breakthrough? A breakthrough in your faith. Let me know in the chat right there that you need a breakthrough in your faith. Because we're going to be praying that God will have a breakthrough this morning in your faith. That he will allow you to go to the next level on your faith. For you not to be struggling with, with your, uh, with your uh, faith and, and the things that are happening around you. But you're going to stay firm and know that God is in control. And know that he is powerful. And that he is more than what you need. So I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough in my life. I think we all need a breakthrough right now this morning. Um, the time is now for us to be seeking that. And, hey, we need to stand up against the enemy because he's not going to want for you to have that breakthrough in your life. He's not going to want you to be a warrior in the spirit. He's not going to want you to be strong in your faith. He's going to want you to be weak and, and, and fall when things happen to you. And so we need to remove that fear in our lives uh, of what's going on in our, in our world, in our nation. We need to seek God and we need to grow in faith. We need to grow in, 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 uh, in obedience in what God wants us to do in this moment. We need to prepare our hearts for what he wants to do to, through us and to us and for us. We need to be able to be ready for what he has in store for us and to accept what he has for us. Our capacity needs to increase. Our hearts need to be open to what he has for us in this morning. Amen? We need to leave behind excuses. How many of you guys have excuses every time? I think we all do. We all struggle with, with doubt and fear and excuses. And we need to pray in the name of Jesus and break excuses from our lives. We need to break fear from our lives. We need to break those strongholds that, are, that have held us for a long time and has not allowed us to go to the next level. And so we need to seek and be in prayer and seeking God and demolishing those strongholds in our lives, demolishing those thoughts that come into our lives uh, and say, no, I am a child of the Most High God. I am chosen for this time, and I know that you are going to do great things in my life, for my life, and through my life. And so I pray and I encourage you to pray like never before and seek him like never before. I love what Steve, uh, Stephen Furtick says. We love the idea of God changing our circumstances 
more than the idea of God changing me. How many of you are guilty of that? We want God to change everything else, everybody around us, but what about us? Lord, change me as I'm going through this trial. Change me as I'm going through this circumstance. We want things now. We want things quick. We want things fast. We want things yesterday. We want things to come like in the age that we're living, like in a microwave age. And so we want to press start, and in 30 seconds, it has to be ready. And so, no, there, there needs to be a, tra a transformation, a change in your heart. Amen? We have to do the work. And sometimes the work takes time, and it's, it takes effort, and, and, and we might not like it. But we need to take that time. We need to come together, find a group, find people that are going to encourage you, that are going to pray with you, that are going to uh, seek God, and they're, they're going to be on, on their knees and praying. And so come Uh, to, to those uh, people. And so we need to work with God together and seek his power and exercise the, uh, the authority that he has given us to accomplish his will. And so we have that with us. We have that at our disposal. But guess what? Certain things only happen because of intercessory prayer. Certain things in our cities, in our nation, in our homes, in our finances, in our lives will only happen through intercessory prayer. God moves because of prayer. And Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. So, but it requires for us to come humbly before the Lord, crying out to him and seeking him, seeking his face for him to be able to do something so he can bring healing to our lives and to our land and to our nation. And I think the We're not there yet to seek him with all of our hearts. And so that's what's been in my heart. Like, we, we, I know things are getting difficult and, and things are getting hard, but we're still kind of taking it for granted. And so I want to encourage you this morning to start praying and asking God to give you revelation, to give you wisdom of what's coming and how we need to prepare ourselves for what's coming. And... Um, Uh, let me give you uh, another example in the power of prayer as a body, as a, as a, as a corporate prayer. Um, so a single person versus a movement. And I think we've seen it many times in the news lately. Uh, the, we can see one person maybe screaming on the corner of the streets, and then it'll get some people's attention, the people that are surrounding them. And they'll hear them. But what if there's a group of people coming for one cause, what is that going to create? That's going to create a movement. And we've seen that over and over in the last couple of weeks. And that movement creates a change. That change can create uh, new laws and it can change the course of a nation, even the course of the world. So that's what happens in the spirit when we come together 
as a body, as a group, corporately praying and seeking God. Yes, there's power when you pray on your own, but when we seek God for one purpose, in one accord, in one spirit, then things happen. We can tremble uh, the spirit realm because of the power of prayer. Satan trembles when he sees you praying and seeking God and seeking direction, seeking his face. And so that's powerful. I believe that God is wanting us as a body to seek him like never before, corporately, and seeking counsel, seeking direction, seeking revelation like never before. Uh, Ian Bounds, another author, uh, wrote, Prayer is power and strength, a power and strength that influences God. He later said, it, it is only by prayer that God can help people. And so it is through our prayers that we're going to see results. We're going to see change. We're going to see a movement. And we're going to see a nation change and transform. And we're going to see revival. And so seeking God in prayer, it's what's going to uh, bring that awakening and that revival that, that we're longing for. Um, I want to share this story from the Bible. Uh, it's one of my favorite books. It's a short. It's a short book. And there's a lot of powerful things in that book. And I believe that we need to read it. And I encourage you to read it. I encourage you to maybe later today go and read it. There's only like four chapters. Uh, I, I know that God is going to bless you and minister uh, through this book so much. And uh, we see this powerful story. The whole city came together and created a movement in the spirit realm to change the course of a nation. God was going to destroy that city, but he saw the whole city coming together in a movement of repentance and seeking God, and they turned away from their sin. So let's, let's read it together. Jonah 3. Uh, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Sometimes we don't hear the, uh, the, uh, God speaking to us the first time, so he has to say it again. He said, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. We need Jonas to raise up right now in our nation, in our world. We need Jonas to take the message of what God is telling the church. And so Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord, and he went to Nineveh. And now Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started uh, into the city and he proclaimed, he said, 40 more days and Nineveh will be de destroyed or overturned. The Ninevites believed God. So they knew who God was. They, had, they feared the Lord. And so they declared a fast. And all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and he sat down in the dust, meaning he humbled himself. He removed everything that set him up high, and he sat on the ground. He covered himself in dust, humbling himself, seeking the Lord. Wouldn't it be awesome to see all of our leaders, our president, seeking God's face on their knees, seeking God like never before? That's what the city did. And so 
Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh. He said, but the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. That is powerful. The whole city came together in humility, seeking the Lord for repentance. And so the Lord re relented. He did not send calamity. And so I believe it when we come together and we seek God and we pray and we repent and we seek him with direction and, and guidance and counsel and revelation, he will give it to us. And so church, don't wait for things to get worse to seek him. Seek him now. Isaiah 55, 6 again says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he may be near. And so it's an important reminder that we have from Isaiah as a body that we need to seek him. We need to seek his will for our church, for our lives. We need to seek him and ask him, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing in my life? What are you doing in, in this nation? What are you doing in, in our world right now? What is your will? And so, John 5, 14 reminds us that when we pray according to God's will, He hears and answers our prayers. The key phrase here is according to His will. And let me uh, share this last story with you. We can think of it this way. We have a father who is going to gift a car to his daughter when she turns 16. But one of the, the, the key points here is that she has to ask to the father for those for that gift. And let's say I'm the father and I have my daughter who who uh, is going to need a car when she turns 16. But later when she turns 11, she starts asking, hey, dad, I want a car. I want to start driving. I want to start learning how to drive. And when she turns 12, 13, she starts getting mad and upset because I'm not giving her a car yet. And so... Uh, But, but I know that when she turns 16, she's going to be smart enough. She's going to be involved in, in ministry. She's going to be able to pay for car insurance. She's going to be able to be more mature. And she's going to be able to maybe drive and, 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 and learn how to drive before that. But so when that time comes, when she turns 16, she's more mature. And she asks, hey, Dad, remember you told me that you were going to gift me that car. And, and I do need it. And so time passed, and he hands her the key. And so did he change his mind? No. He knew he was going to give her that car, but it had to be the right time. And so a lot of times we might be begging God for something, but we need to do it according to his will, according to his time. And he delights to give us things. He delights to give us what he, he, he wants best for us. And so we need to keep asking. We need to keep seeking. 
we need to keep praying. And our prayers will help us align with God's heart and with His will. I have a challenge for you this morning. Come to prayer. Find a group if you can't come when we pray. Maybe your home, your neighbors, your your family. But create a group. Create an environment that will cause God's presence to fall. And create a place where you can call upon His name. Hey, be clever. If you don't have time to pray, set up an alarm because I know you're going to forget. I know you're going to get busy. Put alarms on your phone. Hey, I need to pray at this time. Hey, I need to read my word. If you don't have time to read it, listen to it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And so I encourage you to listen to the word of God and and receive from it. Pray for breakthrough. Pray for breakthrough in your life, in your marriage, in, in the church, and in this nation. Amen.